Coming up next on The Voice of Alabama Politics, Mo Brooks is running for Senate. Shocking. Also, the V-Team takes a look at a new I-10 bridge over Mobile Bay. And what will be the legacy of the 2021 session? Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. We do. All this and much, much more coming up next on The V. Welcome to the voice of Alabama politics, where we tackle the tough issues so you have the hard facts. I'm your host, Bill Britt, and today I'm joined by research guru extraordinaire, Susan Britt, and investigative reporter and columnist at APR, Josh Moon. Welcome. Hi, guys. So it is next week, next Sunday, Easter Sunday, we will return to Montgomery, to the studio, to start taping our show there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we also will be on Fox News in Huntsville. Yes, we will. We'll be going to Fox News there at 9.30, following Fox News Sunday with uh, Mike Wallace. Mike Wallace, yeah. No, Chris Wallace. Chris Wallace. Chris Wallace. <laughs> Chris Wallace. Yeah. Uh, I was Mike Wallace would be quite a story. That's, uh, yeah, that's true, good. wouldn't it? Wouldn't it, though? With Chris Wallace. Boy, Mike Wallace was incredible. incredible. Yeah, he was. Chris Wallace does a good job, too. Josh, surprise, surprise, uh, Mo Brooks has thrown his hat in the ring. He wants to be the U.S. Senator from Alabama. Yeah, no thanks. What do you think? Uh, no thanks. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, it's, uh, uh, it, it was not a surprise to anybody since he uh, basically scooped himself on his, uh, uh, on his campaign website uh, by, by doing the announcement. And uh, listen, I... You know, it is what it is. It's not what we always thought it was going to be. It was ridiculous and dumb and offensive all the way around, the announcement was. And, uh, you know, I don't know. I'll say this. I don't know who's doing his graphic design, but whoever it is, they are robbing that guy. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty awful. Pretty awful. It looks like, you know, like Deputy Dog or something from, you know, the cartoon or something. Mm -hmm. It looked like a candy bar wrapper is what it looked like. That It did. (laughs) The interesting thing to me is that when he announced and everything he has said since, there is not even a hint of what he would do for Alabama. No. He says he will be fo- fighting socialists. Uh, he doesn't even add Democrats anymore. He just says socialist, And he will be fighting immigration. Uh, but he absolutely says nothing about what he'll do for Alabama. Not a word about what he'll do for Alabama or the betterment of Alabama. And that's extremely important, especially now. No policies, no ideas, nothing. Interesting, Josh, uh, you may have looked at this too. <coughs> Echelon Polling, which is a Republican polling group, they did a survey after the attacks on the Capitol, and they asked, uh, you know, what was more important, policy or protecting the country from going further down the toilet? And they found that only 25% of Republicans felt that Republican policies were important. Most of them thought that the main thing was keeping the country 
from moving in a direction that they don't like, which makes Mo right in the front line of what 75% of Republicans say they want. They're mm -hmm. not concerned about issues. They're concerned about whether the lifestyle that they, they live or they think they've lived for 50 years is being eroded. Yeah. It's a, you know, well, let me ask you this. What's a Republican policy right now? I mean, what is a Republican policy? I mean, do they have policies? I, I, I'm, I, I, listen, I'm being legitimate here. As far as I'm concerned, or that I know of, uh, the Republican policy is to attack whatever policy proposals the Democrats have and to try to scare the hell out of everybody. And in those two regards, Mo Brooks is great. I mean, if you want, if you're looking for somebody to go to Washington, D.C., and to say, hey, listen, this is terrible, this is awful. Uh, by the way, you've got scary uh, people who aren't like you coming into your state and going to be around you, and they're going to make, mess up your life that you're living uh, there in your little uh, subdivision. Uh, then Mo Brooks is your guy. If you're looking for somebody to go there and actually create policies that help you and your state and the people like you around you, uh, you know, to work on infrastructure, to work on jobs bills, to work on, uh, you know, your bridges and roads and things like that, uh, probably not your guy. I mean, listen, if you need a post office renamed, that's your boy, okay, buddy? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it just was interesting to me. And, and, and another thing, uh, Brandon Mosley, APR reporter, interviewed uh, Mr. Brooks, mm -hmm. and he said that he was still at war with the Farmers Federation mm. down here in Alabama. That's that he wise. did not believe that mm. farmers should get subsidies. He did not believe in SNAP program or WIC program or farm to, to, to folks in need. And I think that could be a huge liability because you're, the, Alabama's biggest industry, Susan, is still farming, yes. agriculture. And he says he doesn't like that agriculture gets treated well. Well, that shows you how much the man knows about a state he wants to represent as a senator. <laughs> For God's sake, you can't drive yeah. two miles anywhere without seeing a farm. You know, whether well, it's corn or whether it's maize or whether it's cotton. Yeah, you Where know, are you uh, from, dude? Uh, and, and you're right. But, you know, even <coughs> you know, to, to kind of drill down to it more, I mean, it's it's the simplistic idiocy of it, uh, of what he says. I mean, I, I don't think anybody, I think even farmers would say, we don't, we don't prefer to have subsidies coming our way. I think that they would like, uh, you know, a system where, you know, they grow stuff, they sell it, and they make a good living off of it, you know. Uh, and, and we could cut out the subsidy portion of this thing. But to just simply say, I don't like subsidies, well, that's a great thing to say, you know. I don't like dirty air or water. It's a great, you know, fantastic, good job. Uh, it's, but, you know, that's what I'm saying is he doesn't have any ideas. He has just random thoughts like an old dude sitting in front of a TV watching Fox News late at night. That's who he is. He's just, oh, I don't like subsidies. You know, I mean, it's just, you've got nothing there. He has what? no plan. No plan. He says, no. no. This is a way we can avoid the subsidies by doing it this way. No, yeah. he's just against things. You know, interesting, uh, Brandon Mosley also said, you know, you're 66 going on 67. Uh, and you're, by the time you finish your first term, you're, you're going to be about 80 years old. And he said that he had good genes. So, uh, so I guess, you know, I mean, Biden is like 78. Lee or Levi or what? Yeah, yeah. Or I mean, denial? Biden was 78. They questioned his mental acuity. Uh, President Trump was 72. They questioned his mental acuity. I mean, uh, this guy's going to be almost 80 years old. But he says, I'm in my prime. I got great genes. Uh, I, I will. We have about 30 seconds. So there's not much to say about it. Uh, 
Alabama individuals arrested after the sedition at the Capitol on January 3rd. There are five. Not one of them has claimed to be Antifa. They all claim to be Trump supporters. So you have five people arrested that are saying we were there and the nation's capital mounting insurrection and sedition because we believed that was our job. And that's probably exactly what they're going to get charged with is sedition. All right. We're going to have to leave it right there. You're watching The V, the voice of Alabama politics. We'll be right back with more news and opinions. If you've been working, you've already proven yourself in ways you may not even notice. Managing your time, communicating effectively, and working as part of a team are key skills that employers value. At alabamaworks.com, you can find out how to build on your experience to up your game and get the job you really want because it's out there. Start your new success story at alabamaworks.com. Sponsored by Alabama Works, the Alabama Broadcasters Association, and this station. So you got caught speeding. But this time you got more than a ticket. What are you in for? Vehicular homicide. Stop speeding before speeding stops you. Drive safe, Alabama. A message from your Alabama Department of Transportation. Welcome back to The V, the voice of Alabama politics. You know, Susan, and the preamble to the Constitution, it talks about we the people. And it talks about secure the blessings of liberty for ourselves and our posterity. Mm -hmm. But when I look many times at what passes for legislation and the U.S. Congress and in Alabama. I don't see anything that represents the blessings of liberty or anything for ourselves and our, prosperity, our posterity. Mm -hmm. uh, 100, 914 bills have been introduced in the 2021 session, not many of them for the people. Not many of them for the people. A lot of them are just playing to their base. They're playing to the next election. Um, they, there's no plans or, or any kind of anything, but actually punishing people that I can see at this level. They're not, you know, trying to do new things to get more businesses in or trying to do new things to bless the people of Alabama. They're just coming up with stuff that want to pander to the base. That seems to be the majority of things, Josh. I mean, there have been a few bills that will help businesses and things, but what about the people? Yeah, I, you know, I, uh, that's kind of my rant always, <laughs> you know, it's a, uh, I don't, uh, I, I, you know, you look at what they do and I, I don't, I think this is kind of where we get stuck in this, uh, in this one party state. Um, you know, you, you, you tend to focus less on the majority and more on the select minority, uh, of people that can get you elected if you go there. Um, you know, and, and you have uh, uh, this pandering sort of mentality because you're, you're wanting to, to maintain your, your position there. And so uh, what you're trying to get is, is are the people who are on the very fringe there because they're the most loyal, and most reliable. And, uh, and, you know, it's hard work. 
It's hard work to go down there and to do things that benefit the majority of people, to, to you know, explore the issues, uh, come up with complicated solutions to complicated problems. And, uh, you know, a lot of people, they don't want to do that. Uh, they see this as a part-time gig uh, that pays pretty well and gives them great insurance and benefits, uh, uh, but it's a part-time gig for them. Yeah. Right. Go ahead, you got to think about two, three of the hot button bills right now. One, well, the transgender bill is actually two, and the abortion bill. Those two are headed straight for court. Everybody knows mm-hmm. it. The rioting act or the rioting bill actually makes something illegal that's already illegal. Yeah. And what it does, these are not these bills are across the the United States with Republican-led legislatures. They are not something that's homegrown even though they'll stand up and say, oh, I had this happen, or I had that happen. No, no, this is not how it happened. This is not how it happened. Uh, But the thing is, we need folks, and I believe that many of them go down there, and and their intention is to do good things for the people of their district. But once they get there, they realize that they have to play this game Mm -hmm. with the base and they have to play the game with special interest to get reelected. I like to remind people that the Arabic word Al-Qaeda means the base. And while I'm not accusing them of being Al-Qaeda, the Republicans or Democrats, I'm saying when the minority of your party is extreme, then you're going to have to pander to that extreme, right or left. John? Well, yeah, you will if, if, you're, if you don't have any sort of a uh, two-party system in your state. Um, you know, and I think that's very, very important here. No matter what side you're on, I think it's very important uh, to to look at the middle, and, and because that's where things get done uh, that actually benefit the the majority of people is is somewhere near the middle. Uh, these things that happen on the edge of either party, they usually don't benefit uh, a majority of people. I mean, occasionally they, they will. Somebody will fall backwards into something, and it'll work out. But it, it usually don't. It, it's just it, it's just a uh, it's just a benefit to those people. It's like take the transgender bills that we were just talking about. That's not, I mean that's a that's a solution in search of a problem, and it's a terrible solution. To it, um, yeah, it's going to wind up in court. And I mean maybe their whole goal is to just give lawyers more work. I don't know. Well, that may be it. They do give lawyers a lot of work, but I yeah. I understand that people have sincere feelings about mm-hmm. these things, and I'm not discounting their feelings. But if you look at the majority of people. The majority of people do not live on the fringe. No. They don't think like the fringe. They think like pretty mainstream. You know, I mean, they're accepting of the changes that happen in the United States. They're accepting of the changes that happen in Alabama. I was, uh, got about a minute before we need to move on, but I think we have to think about what this means for the state and remember that you're there for the people. You're not there for your base. You're there for everyone in your district. Now, I think something that's really important that's occurring is there is a new plan that the Mobile leaders and the ALDOT have come together on to build a bridge over Mobile Bay that will cut down on the congestion, Susan, mm-hmm. and it's, it's, it's not going to put tolls on on passenger cars or things like that. Now, when we lived in New York, I <coughs> love the New Jersey Turnpike. Passenger cars had their own road to themselves. Trucks were over there, way over there, to do their own whatever they do. I mean, the toll was so unpopular, it tanked the whole thing. There's still about 125 million, there's millions and millions of dollars that can come into this, but it really will help the commerce 
and the, the citizens down there if we get some bridge and there is a plan for a nice bridge and then for congestion, the trucks. Congestion down there is ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, y'all know my thoughts on tolls. I mean, I, let me join with my conservative brothers here uh, and say that uh, I, I'm just not a fan. I mean, if you got, if you need the bridge, build the bridge. You use your tax money, build the bridge. I mean, we pass a gas tax to, to up this stuff, and I think we ought to. That's what we ought to do with it. Uh, it's just, I, I don't. You're going to pass that along. It's going to be paid by customers if you're taxing if you're taxing trucks. And so, I mean, you know. Tax the people. But I mean, Josh, you've, you're actually asking legislators to figure out how to use our tax dollars I, appropriately yeah. to get us things we need. Oh, yeah. that can't happen. Oh, I know. I mean, maybe instead of the transgender bills, we figure out how to how to do this. Well, I think it's important oh, I, that we we have the bridge. I mean, Mobile is one of the jewels of Alabama. Mm -hmm. uh, it is it is really our front porch to the world right? and what's going on down there with the port. And that city is just really a, a mecca of good things. Mm -hmm. And we want to see commerce down there and people prosper. So I think this is a good thing. Yeah. All right. We're going to leave it right there. You're watching The V, the voice of Alabama politics. We'll be right back with more news and opinion. You'll never guess what 400,000 people in the U.S. were using when they crashed their cars last year. No, not this. This. Distracted driving will kill you. Drive safe, Alabama. A message from your Alabama Department of Transportation. Welcome back to the V, the voice of Alabama politics. Susan, we may uh, have to rehost some of the old ground here again, but I I've been thinking about every session seems to have a, a theme, a legacy, it does. where you can look back and you say, well, they accomplished this big thing. They accomplished this thing. They didn't accomplish this thing. This session so far looks like a nothing burger. I mean, really is like a wish burger. You know, you got two pieces of bun, you wish were a hamburger in the middle. Right, right. It pretty much looks like a scatter pattern from a shotgun on a wall. Okay. I mean, because it's just all over the place. There's no consistency to any of it. It just seems to be throwing things here and there and no common goal, which is usually what the theme is in the legislative sessions. There's a common goal, and then there are bills that kind of surround that, and then you get the fringe bills around that. We're starting with the fringe bills in here yeah. and going the opposite direction. Josh, any thoughts how we saved the session? <laughs> well, I mean, I, I would say that throwing crap against the wall is how they typically operate, but I mean, it's, uh, yeah. uh, but 
I will say, uh, you know, as of right now, you're right. There's there's nothing that, that you could uh, you know kind of hang your hat on for this session. But yeah. um, I, I think the the gambling bill, the the big deal gambling bill is going to get passed. Um, uh, you know, I, I don't think you see a bill that large uh, come back to life the way this one has uh, without it. And and if that is passed, uh, I think you see uh, a remarkable change because it's going to pass. You know, the voters are going to pass the thing. Uh, mm-hmm. And I, I think from that point, you see a remarkable change uh, in in the overall availability of funds and in things that we're going to do uh, going forward in this state. I think that we're, we'll have a lot of that. I think I think you then put Medicaid expansion on the table. I think they're already kind of considering that in some form or fashion. Uh, and so I think at that point, if that passes, then yeah, you you got a, something that you look back on and think this this was a, a real big change for our state. Oh, this is a legacy bill for oh, sure. Doubt. I mean, mm-hmm. because look, we already have gaming. We know that. We already have gaming. Everything that they say they don't want, we have in some form. What we're not doing is regulating it and taxing it. Exactly. So it, it makes no sense to me. But this is Alabama where it doesn't have to make sense. Yeah. Uh, we just keep doing the same thing year after year after year, hoping for different results. But the gaming bill, Josh is right, would be a, a, a real. Oh, absolutely, uh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's all around us. I think Governor Ivy will become more of a part of this discussion. I think that's important. Mm-hmm. I know she is not pro gaming, but I think she is pro Alabama. Yeah, I'm not. And, pro, I'm and, not pro gaming either. And we need an Alabama solution to this Alabama problem, Josh. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and you don't have to be pro gaming. I mean, yeah, it, we're not talking about legalizing gaming because we already have legalized gaming in this state. Yep. Uh, you know, and, and it's being operated. Matter of fact, this bill with the eight casino locations actually only authorizes one additional casino uh, in this state. Right. So, uh, you know, the, the, the difference is you're right. It's, it's just a matter of bringing in tax revenue. And you're looking at around a billion dollars a year in addition to 12,000 plus jobs uh, that are going to go to these facilities uh, to work. Uh, in addition to all sorts of construction money and help for local economies. Um, you know, I. I, to me, I, I think that it's something that, that forever changes uh, the landscape of Alabama if, if it passes, uh, you know, and, and I think that it's not something that's this grand change that's going to come about in terms of all of the moral issues and things that people talk about. Because, again, we no. already have this here. We're just not doing a very good job of managing it. Right, right. Well, we're going to move on. I think one of the things that was kind of shocking to me, and I guess maybe I, I'm just – I just try to use my common sense at some point. Okay, in the last two weeks, 18 people have been murdered in mass shootings. Mm -hmm. 18 people. Horrifying. Over 40,000 people a year die from gun violence. Right. Yet the Alabama legislature, when they come back, one of the first bills they're going to look at is how to expand people having access to carrying weapons that we don't see, that aren't registered, that aren't licensed, that aren't this, that aren't that. The sheriffs are against it, but lawmakers seem to, you know, we're not talking about muskets here, folks. We're talking about AR-15s that can blow the whole place apart. Yeah, I, you know, it's a, it's to me, I don't understand at this point where why we we can't be reasonable with this um and i don't think it's unreasonable to take a look at what's going on right now in in our country and society and and to say we've gone a little too far 
um, in, in our gun deregulation efforts. Uh, you know, because we I think we've implanted by doing so, we've implanted in people's minds that simply carrying a gun makes you safer, and that's not true. As a matter of fact, uh, what we've done is made a lot of people less safe by doing a lot of these things. And and I don't think having a safety requirement uh, for purchasing a weapon. Uh, you know, an extensive background check to make sure you're not coming in there to, to do something, and a cooling off period, which would have probably stopped what happened in Atlanta. If you give that guy three days to think about what he was doing, that probably doesn't occur. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. but uh, I, you know, I just uh, to me, I think we've we've just stepped over the line, and I think reasonable people could agree on a lot of these things here. But the problem is, we get back into the same thing where you're pandering to a base of people, and that's all that matters. Well, I grew up in the South where gun control was hitting what you aim at. But we didn't have the type of weapons that we have today. And if you need an AR-15 to kill a squirrel or a rabbit, you need to go back and let somebody teach you how to You can't eat it. No. I mean, listen, you know, people, whenever you say these things, people automatically assume you're afraid of guns or something. I'm not afraid of any of these things or or, or against them or or, or haven't shot them and used them and and are perfectly fine with them. That's not a point. The point is I don't want idiots with guns. Uh, Right, right. Angry Uh, idiots. Yeah, I just want people to respect them for what they are, which is, you know, they're a tool for death. Is what it is, all right? It's a tool for killing something. No matter what it yeah. is, it's a tool for killing something. And I think you need to respect that. Yeah. I remember telling a child that wanted to see uh, the gun that we were, we were sh- that somebody had talked about. And I said, you have to understand, this weapon here is only designed to kill humans. It is mm-hmm. not designed to kill anything else. You can tell me it's designed to kill squirrels, but it blows squirrels to pieces. A nine millimeter would make them explode. Anyway, we're going to have to move on. We had some sad and tragic uh, news this week. On, on Thursday, there was loss of life, loss of property. Homes were damaged. Families were irreparably harmed forever. We have to remember those folks, people. Right, Susan? We do. We do. It was extensive damage to homes, to uh, businesses. Uh, we lost five lives during these tornadoes. Uh, just, it was just a terrible, terrible day. Josh, Alabamians come together so well in these times of tragedy. Wouldn't it be nice if we came together that, that closely and that compassionately about all these other issues? Yeah, it, it would. Uh, you know, the, the storms are, are terrible. Uh, you know, and me, I, I live with, with, with somebody here. My wife is, uh, you know, has been through those things, and she's deathly afraid of them. And so I, I understand as much as anybody. And we take those things really serious, and I hope, I hope that everybody else will, will, you know, take this as an example and also do whatever you can, man. Listen to the warnings, learn where you live on a map, uh, you know, and get the hell out of the way of these things. Yeah, we have to remember those folks and our thoughts and our prayers as they rebuild.